Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. We're going to get back into the series, Moses, Jesus, and the Last Days, and do a, a second part of the message we did a week or so ago on Moses pointing to Jesus, how the Torah points to Christ as the Messiah and reveals so much of the person and work of the Lord Jesus. And we know that the scripture made it very, very clear that the law and the prophets and the writings, Jesus pointed toward all of those things in giving revelation of himself to his apostles. And of course, the apostle Paul, when he began to write his letters, based his understanding of the gospel off of the Torah, the prophets and the writings. And so everywhere you're going to find Christ. And so we're going to continue to talk about this and kind of take a leap back into the Garden of Eden, into Adam and Eve, and God's original calling and purpose for them. And again, how all of that was pointing toward a great work that would be brought about and finished and completed by the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. Let's open up to Luke 24. It is... Uh second part of what we started last week on Moses pointing to Jesus and boy oh boy there is so much in the scripture more I'm just diving into this the more finding Christ in the Torah and the prophets it's it's there so many places and so many times we've missed and it's it's uh I don't know we'll see when I get to the end of this this morning but all of this is filled when we look at this when it's pointing to Christ it is it is a message to us about how and I use the term not desperate from the sense that God is desperate for anything but longing how much he wanted us to know that he wanted a relationship with us and he was not giving up on us he would never give up on us and that he was pursuing us and that everything he wrote about, everything he gave pictures of, was pointing to that fact that truly he did so love the world that ultimately he would give the very best he had in giving himself and his only son that we could have eternal life. And that's what really the bottom line is. When you see these pictures, it's not just, you know, cool things that you see, mysteries that are revealed and those kind of things. A lot of people can, you know, get all excited about that. But what the bottom line is, is that God wants us to know, this is how much I want a relationship with you. I'm willing to paint you all kinds of pictures. I'm willing to give you all kinds of signs and symbols and prophecies and all to let you know that even with what happened in the very beginning with sin, it didn't surprise me, and I am not giving up on you. I am not giving up on the human race, and I am pursuing you with everything in my being, and I want you to know that. And Jesus, when he told his disciples here in Luke 24, as he made one of his final appearances, and we read this last week, verse 45, he, or excuse me, verse 42, he gave, they gave him a piece of broiled fish, he took it, he ate it in their presence, and then he said to them, these are my words, which I spoke to you while I was still with you. These are the things I was telling you about, he said. Everything written concerning me in the Torah of Moses, or the law of Moses, and the prophets, and the Psalms, the writings, must be fulfilled. All along, you see, 
And we, you, you find this when you go through all of the Gospels. You find him pulling things from Moses, from the Psalms, from the prophets, pulling things out there and saying, this is what was spoken of by. This is to fulfill what was spoken of by. And he would quote passages. And again, these things were pointing to him. And he says, then he opened up their mind to understand the scriptures, to perceive, not just intellectual knowledge, but to perceive what has been there all along, to see it with new eyes now. And he said, this is written, so it is written that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, that repentance of, for the remission and removal of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And he tells them about waiting for the promise of Holy Spirit to come upon them in power. When we looked last week, we saw that there were some already pictures given to us in the very beginning in creation, in Eden. Adam was truly the first priest in this temple, because Eden was a temple, it's where God was interacted with, this is where God came to meet with Adam and Eve. He was a king because he was given authority to rule as a priest and a king. He was given authority and power to rule over the creation which God had made. Sin entered the picture, obviously, and he was cast out from the garden. One of the things that's interesting as you see through this, and we'll also see this in this pattern with Israel, is that when Adam was cast out of the garden, and we start reading from Genesis chapter 4 on to Genesis chapter 11, his progeny, his sons, and then all of their seed moved to the east and ended up in Babylon. When Israel sinned against God and she was kicked out of the land, where was she carried? To the east, to Babylon. It's a picture again. You find this pattern and then you see this pattern re re repeated in the book of Revelation about Babylon, but God's people being called what? Out of that. Freed from that, delivered from that because of what the Messiah has done. And so when we come to Israel now, Israel is going to be a place where you're going to see these, these three things. You're going to see some very clear pictures of Jesus in Israel. You're also going to see some very distinct patterns that are repeated with Israel, their worship and their interaction with God that point to Jesus. And then, of course, there's a number of prophecies which are given concerning Jesus in the book of Genesis particularly. There's four or five in Genesis. Then in Deuteronomy, we also find in Numbers actually a prophecy spoken by a heathen pagan, Balaam, that speaks of Jesus and his rule one day that would eventually take place. So we start, first of all, with pictures in Israel that God gives us about Jesus. One of the first pictures we have, obviously, that we've talked about so many times in the past, is God talks about these feasts or these festivals that Israel has, the appointed times. He calls them the Moedim. These are God's, it says, not Israel's. We always call about the Feast of Israel. Actually, these are God's appointed days. These are his days. And there were how many feasts? Seven of them. Seven feasts that were given. 
And we start in the beginning of the year with Passover to celebrate their deliverance from Egypt. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then, of course, you have the Feast of First Fruits. And then 40 days after that, you have the Feast of Pentecost or Shavuot. And then there's this break during the summer months leading up into the fall where the fall feasts begin. And you start with the Feast of Trumpets. Then you have Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And finally, you have Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. Every single one of those feasts are a picture pointing to the work of the Messiah. Every single one of those feasts are a picture that are pointing to the work of the Messiah. They all spell out God's redemptive plan, God's redemptive calendar, God's redemptive history. Everything is laid out in the Moedim, the feasts of the Lord. And we're going to continue to talk about how Israel points toward Jesus when we get back together, Lord willing, tomorrow. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be yours in fullest measure.